Welcome to episode 13 of the Dynasty Dreamers podcast. We're going to keep continuing on talking about the startup draft that we're involved in, Marvel versus DC. We do have a substitution. Ryan Nunn has left the building. Uh, team uh, Nightcrawler, that is. And uh, a division rival of his, Team Thor, Bryce Galloway, has entered the conversation is going to help us analyze the, at least the fifth and the sixth round of this thing. Welcome back, Bryce. Thanks, guys, for having me back. So let's get into the fifth round here. And we open the fifth round with a trade. And uh, it's a doozy, people, so buck, buckle up. Uh, Team Galactus sent Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and Jalen Waddell to Team Nightcrawler, which is Ryan, for the 501, the 504, the 505, the 609, the 704, and the 904. So I'm going to be as diplomatic as I can be and just say that you don't trade Justin Herbert for fifth round picks. Uh, I know that there's other pieces involved here and, and he got a lot, he did get six picks back, but you don't trade a first, a top six uh, startup pick and a, a, a top 10 water, young wide receiver like Jalen Waddle in a package to get back fifth and sixth round picks. To me, this just, uh, <clears throat> This is not how you want to build a team, uh, Luigi. Yeah, I think I, by setting the market of having first round picks be somewhere around, you know, the late fifth, early sixth round. Um, this is probably about a, you know, we've 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 stated this um, analogy in being uh, about a first off, but I, I think this is a little more than a first off in terms of value. Um, if, if the sixth and seventh and ninth round picks were fifth round picks, I think that would be a lot better of a trade for him, but it's still something that you don't want to do. You don't want to trade Justin Herbert for less value. You need to get more value for Justin Herbert. If, if this trade was going to be off by first, and and I think it's about a first, it should be off by first on the team. That's not, that's giving Justin Herbert away. He should be getting the value. Yes. Not the team that's getting Justin Herbert. You, You should not get a top six dynasty quarterback. Even asset period. Right. But much less a quarterback. Yeah. And be the guy who won the value. That never works. It's not good team building. It's not uh, good league building either. No, no. It's definitely not. And, you know, looking at this as a guy who has a win-now team and seeing another guy get three great win-now pieces – for very, very low value, it hurts, especially in your own division. Especially a guy who, like, like you see there's three fifths. I mean, he traded all these picks. He traded back. He's, he's gained value a bunch of times over. He's That's traded true. all that value in now for – he can now go win now. He can just he's, – he's already started to do that. He That's, already started to make the, the turn to win now. And it feels like, you know, some of the work you've done has been undermined what? if you're trying to win now. Well, yeah, no, 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 Bryce, for me and you, who who were probably the predominant win-down teams, maybe 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 Galactus was, was close. Or I, I questioned after this trade if they were to continue to make it, to finish it off to be good enough, to be good, as good as our teams. But it really stinks now that me and you did a lot of work to become win-down teams, have given up our, 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 our next two years first. We did a lot of work to do this, and then team Nightcrawler just kind of gifted – yeah, Ryan was gifted this trade. Uh, absolutely. Uh, he, and by his own admission, if he was here, he would tell you he didn't work very hard for this trade. 
So well, no, Galactus sent this offer to him. Well, there was some going back and forth between the well, two. Well, I'm sure there so definitely it was. Makes you wonder how bad Ryan's last offer. Yeah, was. yeah, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was so, definitely a little bit of, of conversation because yeah. my personal knowledge of Ryan, I'm sure Ryan sent a counter yeah. to, to a previous offer, and this is what Galactus countered back with. Um, and not only this, but if, if anybody, everybody remembers back to when we talked about when he took Austin Eckler, he traded up to get Eckler and gave up pretty decent value. And he also traded up for Waddle and gave up an, a startup pick. He gave me a six-round startup pick for me to move back around. So he's lost value when he traded for Waddle. He lost value when he traded for Eckler. And then he's lost another first on that. I would say from the start of the draft to now, on the players involved in this trade, he might have lost three first-round picks worth of value. Is that fair? It's pretty fair. It's two and yeah. a half for sure. Two yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just – and I, I, I hate that it feels like that we're picking on a certain player in the league, but I don't really see it that way. I think we're just being honest in our evaluations. and this, Critical this, analysis. Critical analysis. This just isn't the way you want to build teams now. You know, we're, we're, we're saying all this, and this guy's probably going to win the league this year. For sure. But uh, this just isn't the way that you, you want to build teams. And, uh, you know, the only thing I can hope is that um, he learns from this. You know, if he thinks that what we're saying is, has any merit at all, okay. I hope that he learns from, from this uh, startup situation. So that brings us to the pick then, the first pick that he traded for here, which is at the 501. And now that he's made this trade, Team Galactus has Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Dalton Kincaid. And he's adding Stefan Diggs to that with the 501. Uh, I think this pick is fine. Uh, with, with what he's got now, with Jones, Barkley, and Kincaid, he's fixing to have a bunch of picks because of this trade. Uh, this is hate- not okay. I don't hate him going. No, no, this is is not okay. He just traded with his whole team to go. No, I I don't agree with the trade, but I don't think this is a bad thing. I agree with Jorge. I I think after you trade away those three players, you're setting yourself up to not be able to win now. Well, what are you going to take? There's not any good. There's not any good young. Not very many good young players in this range either. So you have to do something. I'd rather have Jordan Addison, Kitty Pickett. I'd rather have Javante Williams probably if you're win later. Another yeah. thing, though, uh, he's already sold his first, so he can't win one. But to. then why did he trade those players? Well, I, I get that. But, but, I get that. Yeah, but that's what makes this pick bad. But in the situation, we're past the trade now. In the situation he's in, because he's made this trade, he has to go one way or the other. Then take Jared Goff. I agree take with Take Kenny Pickett at 501. go win now because you – or win later because you don't have the picks to make win later work. Right. You ha- I feel I feel like you I mean, have to go win that. But this is the exact pick right afterwards. He had to make this as his decision. I think the Jet Stephon Diggs. It's five value. I think it's making the best out of a bad situation he that he created, created for himself. Yes. Yes. But because he did that, I think the value is with the veterans here. He doesn't have his pick in 2024 and 2025 like Bryce stated. You're forced to go win now, in my opinion. I would rather have Christian Watson than Stephon Diggs in his situation at this point. I just think you're forced to go win now. I think you've you've you painted yourself through, into a corner. You paid through three years. Yeah, you have to, Stephon Diggs is going to play for three more years. You got to yeah. have him. So I I actually agree with the pick, but I get why you guys don't. I, I do. 
But I just think the situation is the, 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 the befuddling. It's it's been com. This situation's been compounded by the trade that was just made. But what do you? The only reason why I do disagree with this pick is because we're going to see here shortly with some of these other picks that he goes the other way again. So, but uh, we're, we'll, we'll we'll skip past that for now. Uh, we have another trade that happened. Uh, this one happened between the five Let me make sure on the timeline. Yes, this one happened shortly after the five one was made. And uh, Ryan's in this position now where he got Justin Herbert. He already had Justin Fields and Tua, so he feels the need to trade one of these guys, right? So he sent uh, Tua Tagovailoa, Team Nightcrawler did, to reverse splash for the 508 and the 602. I think Ryan would be the first one to admit if he was here that he lost some value on this trade because he took two in the second, traded him for a fifth and a sixth. Yeah. He's very high on Tua, whereas we're, me and Jorge at least, and, and Bryce aren't high on Tua. So to us, we probably like this trade more, Jorge. Yeah, uh, I I do like the trade. What what I think happened was is he probably, whenever he had, I guess he was probably worried the Galactus trade would just fall through. He probably should have made this before. I think he had gotten better value. I think once he got two stud quarterback, and this is really his third quarterback, he kind of lost value himself. He had to trade this guy away. Well, but we know – here's what Ryan might have been thinking on that, though. He knows that me, you, and Bryce for sure don't like Tua. So the market for Tua in this league, in his mind, is already shallow. He offered me Tua. And you're not as high as he is on Tua. I'm not as high, but I'm higher than you. He also really? offered me Tua. Sure. So he hovered him around quite a bit, and this is what he came up with. I don't. I think Ryan lost the value here, but I think this is a good trade for his team. Yeah, he, he had to make it. He could. He yeah. could have to it. He, he got. He got some of the trades back. He gave back for the. I, I think reverse splash inadvertently benefited from the last trade. Yeah, he had uh, to make the trade. This is probably the best he could have gotten in the league. Yeah, yeah. So we'll move past that trade, and then we will move on to the five o two. Five o three. Five o two. Five o two. Which was Team Jorge, oh, Team Nightwing, and he ended up taking Jared Goff to add to the roster of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Amon Ra, and uh, TJ Hawkinson. So, yeah, um, I actually have Jared Goff in the same tier as Kirk Cousins, not because of production, but because the production has been that far off recently. And sometimes, as Luigi came, like, go back here by here, he was better by. One point better here, but one point here, four points here, three points there. Yeah, but, but Kirk Cousins is thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah. And, and Jared Goff's twenty-nine. Like, there's a big difference in age. I think Jared Goff is a fine win now quarterback, and I think he's going to have a job in the league like Kirk Cousins for quite a while. So that's it, though. I actually have Jared Goff in the same tier as Kirk Cousins, not because of a production standpoint, where I understand that Kirk Cousins has performed better than him in, in the years past. But Kirk Cousins is like 37 years old. And Jared Goff's 29. I, I, I think that the age makes up any real discrepant uh, production. Luigi, how old is Cousins actually? Kirk Cousins is 34 years old. He feels like so old. Still five years, though. I yeah. don't think that Kirk Cousins is going to have a job for the next couple years, though. No, yeah. But you know what, though? There's, there's always the talk that Kirk Cousins could... Uh, that they're not going to resign in, in Minnesota, and usually quarterbacks when they make that next move after they've been they've been on a team, 
They do free agent move to someplace else. They decline. Else. It, it just it doesn't seem like they ever get back to that point. Like the Matt Ryans, like the late, late term Brett career Favre. changes. Brett Favre. Even though he kind of had a weird thing where he was, really bad in, uh, he was really bad in, in New York. They got good in Minnesota. Yeah. But I think it just happens that sometimes you don't just get back to that level. I, I disagree with him being the same tier as Cousins. I have Cousins in a tier yeah. by himself. What I will say, though, is this felt like the time when you need to take your second quarterback. Regardless of tiers, you needed to take your top quarterback here because it's fixing to get shallow. Very, very and soon. the Amadroff stack. Yes, yes, I, yes, and that's nice as well. Uh, moving on to the 503, Luigi finally gets to make a pick here. I think we can just skip this if you want. Like your second, we can skip this. Yeah. I, think, I think Luigi uh, is 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 a uh, kind of spoiling the fact that he thinks that he made a mistake with this pick. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and put it out there. So Luigi currently only has Deshaun Watson on his team, and with the 503. He took Michael Pittman. So, Luigi, tell us what you were thinking at the time, at least. So, full disclosure, um, I had been up like 18 hours. Um, That's what I'd say, too. Yeah, I'd say, too. It was 10 o'clock at night. I had to be up at 3.30 the next morning. And I rushed into making this pick. To be perfectly candid, I 1,000% should have taken Kenny Pickett here. And instead, I took Michael Pittman. Um, I don't think he's the best young wideout. No, and I think Luigi would agree with that as well. I think he has the potential to be the best wide receiver on the board. He's, be, he's better than Jerry Judy. I think he's better than Jerry Judy. Also, I'm worried Addison about. Is the guy that I was. Thinking I think about. he's. I think he's. I think he could be better than Addison. I think he's probably still better than Addison right now. You think he's better? Than, you think he's better? Than, you think he's better than Judy right now? I think he's better than Judy right now. Really, his quarterback situation scares me though. Because no matter what you think of Anthony Richardson, his completion percentage. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. Bad quarterbacks like to hone in on one player. Yeah. This is the one player on the team that he's not a tight end though. So. But they don't always hone in on tight ends. You're right. They hone in on the best player on offense, and I think he's the best player of the receiving cores on offense. So I think if anything, having a bad quarterback may actually be better for him than having a good quarterback that likes to spread the ball around. Well, him being the, I think the old uh, saying in the land of the blind, the man with one eye rule supreme, to call him the best white on that team isn't probably that big of an improvement, though. He, he's, sure, he's I, the I best receiving he's, asset on the team. And I, I think, think he's talented. I, I think do he's think a good he's, football player. I do think he's a top 20 wide receiver. I think that what this boils down to me is, is I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to give Luigi too much shit for making this pick since he's already given himself shit. Yes, I I, so, I made the wrong pick here. I should have taken Kenny Pickett. And honestly, I woke up a couple hours later and saw that Galactus had I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Had taken Kenny Pickett, and I um, actually like hit myself on the leg because thinking to myself, I should have taken that guy. I'm not sure he's actually better than Dallas Goddard either. Uh, we'll get to that later. Probably for, for, for as a young asset for your team. So at the 504. Team Galactus. Uh, he currently has Daniel Jones, Saquon, Stephon Diggs, and Dalton Kincaid. And he took, this is the second pick that he got in the Herbert trade. He took Kenny Pickett. Uh, I'm not going to really bash this pick. It, it, it's diff- it goes in a different direction than Stephon Diggs, it, of course. But if you're going to... Take a guy that doesn't really fit the mold of what you're trying to do. It should be a quarterback, in my opinion. Quarterback is the one position where you can 
get away with taking guys that don't exactly fit what you're trying to do. So I, I'm not going to bash this one too much. I think it was the best quarterback on the board, in my opinion. And uh, I think it was the second best quarterback on the board, but I, I think he's definitely the best young quarterback on the board. Well, and he's a quarterback who has a lot of weapons there. I mean, he has the chance to get the ball out to some talented guys. Yeah, yeah. Any thoughts here, Hori? I, I just don't know what this team's doing. Yeah, I'm just well. It's well. We're gonna we're we're gonna talk about them for two more picks in a row now because at five oh five, Team Galactus was on the board again, and he took Jordan Addison. Let me start by saying that this is the right time to take Jordan Addison. This is where he should go in in the draft, in my opinion. The only question I have with this is if you're taking Jordan Addison at five oh five, why did you take Stephon Diggs at five oh one? Yep. This is where it stops stops making sense for me. You could have went Addison at 501. You could be taking a QJ or a Judy or someone who's going to – Christian Watson, like you mentioned earlier. Or Dallas Goddard, like you mentioned. Maybe he just thought he could trade Stephon Diggs for value later. Maybe that's what he's thinking. I, I don't really know at this point. Because, in honesty, Diggs was the most valuable wide receiver left when he took him. But he probably wasn't the right fit for his team. So with the 506, Team Galactus is – no, excuse me, the 505, Team Galactus on the clock again, and he takes Jordan Addison. Let me start by saying this is the right time to take Jordan Addison. This 50, the middle of the fifth is about where I think that he should be going on a startup draft. The reason why I question it a little bit for this particular team is because at 501, they just took Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Yep. Right, and I feel like that – He's working against himself, pulling himself in two different directions, and I'm just not sure where it's headed. I think the only way to salvage this team after the trades he's made is to basically turn this into an extreme redraft team. Mm-hmm. And he can't really take guys that you wouldn't be thrilled to start to read. Like you should be able to get a very good redraft team left over, win this yeah. year, and then then ditch all his assets in the year and then try to do that. Horry's completely right. If he decided right now, I'm going to commit myself to being a hardcore win now team, there's enough veterans left out there that he could get competitive. You get Derek Henry, you get Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you, get, you get these guys who's got a team. But whenever you keep pulling yourself in two different directions with these picks, it's just it's not going to work out for you is, is, is the way I see it. Uh, Bryce, do you have any take on that? Just same kind of thing. I mean, as we go on here, we're going to see guys like Debo Samuel and Devontae Adams, who would have been great for this team, who could help out this year for sure. That would help him recoup some of that value just by winning the league. Yeah, yeah. We're going to move on to a uh, trade here real quick uh, involving Team Nightcrawler and Team Reverse Splash. Ryan, a Nightcrawler, sent the 508 and the 1104 to reverse flash for the 705 and the 802. This is pretty standard uh, move up two rounds, uh, move somebody up three rounds on the back end trade. Uh, this pick was not on the clock when this, whenever this was made. So Ryan was just hunting value here. I I like the trade for both teams, honestly. I, I don't like either team making this trade without noted on the board. I, I typically don't do it unless I'm on the clock as well. So it, it's a little weird for me. Because how do you know if the value is good or not? Somebody could slip. Yeah. You, yeah. you just have some guy in there. Oh, crap. I shouldn't have traded that pick. So you probably guy. like it more for reverse flash then because he knew there'd be enough guys there where the pick would make sense. Yeah. Like, or, yeah you're, like, so you're saying in Ryan's situation, you probably wouldn't have done this this early, which I, I kind of agree with that. 
Yeah. But uh, we're not going to evaluate that trade too much. It's pretty standard. But 506 came on the clock, and it's Galactus again for his third pick in a row. And uh, again, he's, he's splitting the this directions is, of this his team. splitting anything, right? Yeah. When now? When later? When later? When now? When yeah. now? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, he takes DeAndre Swift here at the 506, and for me, this is about three rounds too early. The Eagles traded him for an afterthought. I'm not saying that they won't feature him because they probably will. He's the best guy on their team, but it's going to be very easy for them, them to get away from him with the investment they've made in it. Not only that, but if you look at the offense last year, Miles Sanders – would carry the ball 12 times, get him to the two-yard line, and then they would hand the ball to Boston Scott, and he would get the touchdown. That happened so many times last year. DeAndre Swift may be their most featured back, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be their highest-scoring fantasy running back. Yeah. You said that you think you should go to the eighth round. Honestly, at the eighth round, I'm not going to overlap DeAndre Swift. I, I, he's got to prove to me that you play football first. There are just so many more players that yeah. are taking the eighth yeah, round with DeAndre Swift. It's just, like, and there's veterans. I know they going to score points. I know they have Miles Sanders. He, he'll probably be right there right, right around that point. And he's in a much better situation. I, I just I just don't like DeAndre Swift. I think he's a guy that has consistently underperformed his talent. And until he shows me that he can actually play football, I'm just off taking guys like that. All of his think, value still comes from his draft type. Well, not yeah. only that, but I think a lot of it comes from the fact that he's on the Eagles offense as well. But people don't look into the fact that, like I just said, Miles Sanders averaged five yards per carry, carried the ball 12 times to get them to the goal line, and then never touched the ball again after that. Like, it happened so many times. Listen, I, I still like uh, DeAndre Swift with the Eagles, but I like him in the seventh or eighth round. Yeah. This is – this is just a reach, in my opinion. Uh, and a reach, like, again, we're doing this tug of war, win now, win later, not sure what I am type, type deal. If you're doing neither, you're never winning. It's, it's, it's not going to be the answer. So we have another trade uh, not involving the current pick. Uh, Team Flash, which is Tyler, traded the 510 and the 1309 to reverse Flash for the 708 and the 807. Uh, reverse flash is obviously moving towards win now, which is why you would make a trade like this when the pick's not on the clock. He, he knows that there's going to be somebody there that he really wants. Uh, but I, I really love this trade for Tyler. He traded back two rounds, sure, but he, he got he moved up five rounds from the 13th to the 8th. And I think the gap it's massive. It's massive between massive. The and 13, whereas the – Five ten, the seven eight are is a gap. Don't get me wrong, but it's not that big of a gap. It's just, not not the same. Maybe a year older with now piece instead of instead of now. It's it's just not the same thing. Exactly. So uh, with a five oh seven team Batman, and let's see who he's got on the team right now. He has Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, and Mark Andrews, and he adds his first wide receiver to this team by taking Debo Samuel. Here and I, I gotta say, I, I kind of love this pick. I, I think this is a guy that I fully expect to bounce back quite a bit this year. He's a very hot upside guy. And when you wait till the fifth round to take your first wide receiver on the win now team, you want a high upside guy. I think he's exactly that. I mean, this guy's been very effective before, and he should always be open with the other guys on that field. Yeah, I mean, he's got McCaffrey, IU, and Kittle. If all three of those guys stay healthy, I, I just think that that offense has some of the best uh, fantasy players uh, on the team. And and I think 
I don't think any of them can really be double covered. I think all of them are going to go to being single covered. And I just think somebody like Debo Samuel, who's proven that he can get open, is going to continue to stay open. And I think they're quarterback proof. If that's a thing, I mean, these guys are always going to be open and they have a great offensive line. So there's going to be time to get the ball to them. I think everyone on that offense is just golden. Yeah, I think Brock Purdy kind of proves that. I don't think Brock Purdy is that great of a quarterback, but he's good enough behind that offensive line and with that offense to be able to make them look like they're better, that he's better than them. I think it's an amazing situation. I think Brock Purdy is just as good as Mac Jones without the draft capital. Yeah. So I I think it's, it's, I think you see that on the field, but again, He's playing with George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and a top five offensive line. Where Brandon Mac Jones can, doesn't have any of that. Can you name the second wide receiver on the Patriots last year? Ooh, no. Nelson okay, Aguilar, thank you. Maybe no, Nelson Aguilar wasn't on the Patriots last year. Yeah. So moving on to the five away, this is Team Reverse Flash, who after the trade with Brian now has Anthony Richardson, Tua Tagovailoa, Brian Robinson, and Travis Kelsey. And he made the rumor. He made the trade up to get the five ten, which we'll cover here in a second. He has another pick here. This is shaping up to be a fairly good uh, win now team, I would say, despite the early, the guy taking Richardson early. So with the five oh eight reverse splash adds Ramondre Stevenson to his team. Ramondre. Um. So you know, Mondre finished as the running back seven last year, and through the first four ish games, he really wasn't even the featured back. Like they. They still had Damian Harris, who was their featured back. That's who Belichick put on the, the field for most of the snaps. And the more that he saw Mondre on the field and saw what Mondre could do, the more Mondre came on the field and the more productive he got. Through the first four games, I would be surprised if he averaged over over eight, yard, uh, eight uh, points per game. So he finished as the running back seven while having four very, very bad first four games. I, I'm going to tell you, everybody, as just as a fantasy, uh, like uh, a uh, shortcut, if it's new and Patriots running back, don't draft him. Because I Bill Belichick, is gonna, he's going to outsmart people. He's going to find somebody like – he's going to find some 40 uh, – like 34-year-old, like fifth-round pick that no one's ever heard of. He's going to be like, oh, this guy could be our goal back. We get wanted or something. I will say this to that response to that. I think that that has been the case in the past. Even when they drafted Sony Michelle, we all tried to tell Ryan, even Luigi, like, don't draft a New England running back. But this Ramondre Stevenson situation feels a little different to me. It feels different to me mostly because there's no Tom Brady in the backfield as well. Yeah. I think that's why Belichick was able to to get those guys like LeGarrette Blunt, who put up 18 touchdowns and 1,000 yards that year. How about that white guy that he, he rushed for? 300 yards, five touchdowns, never heard from him. You're talking about Gray. Gray, yeah. Gray, yeah. that's it. That was one game. That was one game. Yeah. But why was he the feature back? Yeah. We had an injury. He, he he played due to an injury. This is a little bit different. Ramondre Stevenson is actually is featured and he's actually talented. Like you he's he can be the guy in New England. Now, do I think that he's gonna get 90% of the snaps in the million? No, I don't think that that's going to happen. But I think he's the guy on the roster that's going to do the most with his touches, and I think Belichick is going to keep him on the field as long as he can. I think he could have a lot of the same issues as a DeAndre Swift. He could be the feature back, and then he could get all of his goal line touches taken from him. By who? Yeah, that's, that would be the question. You, you don't have Belichick to know by who somebody. in New England, though. No, but I disagree with that. You have to find somebody now that Tom Brady's not there. 
They don't have Tom Brady who can who can pass you out of a fourth and twenty. I would have taken uh, Devontae Adams here because I think he's clearly the best win now piece. But if if honestly, if I was going to take a running back in this spot on a win for a win now team. This is the guy who I would have taken. Yep. I think it's the right pick if you're taking a running back. I honestly think it is, too. Just New England Patriots running back is scary. And, again, yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with the with the past of having Tom Brady in the backfield. Belichick didn't have to keep a guy in the backfield that was actually talented. I mean, we had James White in the backfield, uh, Stephen Ridley for the longest time. None of those guys are actually that talented, but because Brady was there, you didn't actually need that talented guy. Now that Brady's not there – he has a talented guy in Ramondre Stevenson, and he's going to keep using him. Yeah. Moving on to Team Galactus again at the 509. Uh, Daniel Jones, Pickett, Barkley, DeAndre Swift, Jordan Addison, Stephon Diggs, and Dalton Kincaid are hanging on this team. I will say he's amassed quite a few players at this point. And uh, he adds J.K. Dobbins to this team. And I'm. <laughs> I actually don't mind this pick. I, I, there's oh, some on. there's some snickers. Come no, on, hear, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Because he's been bouncing around between win now, win later. At least now, again, I would have taken Devontae Adams here. But since he's bouncing around, he took a high upside guy. That if this guy does stay healthy, anyone who disagrees with this, I feel like is just wrong. If he stays healthy, he's got one of the highest ceilings. Of he's running got backs. one of the highest ceilings of running back out there. I don't think this is a bad pick. I think at the end of the fifth, it's not where I would take J.K. Dobbins, but I don't think that this is the same, for example, as taking uh, Don Kincaid in the second round. Yeah, I didn't want to go back to (laughs) that. It's okay. I got you, Joe. Or even DeAndre Swift. I think that this is a more appropriate pick than the DeAndre Swift Swift pick was. Right. There's Javante Williams. There's, There's Nick Chubb. Nick just... Chubb. There's Tony Pollard. Let me be honest with you about Javante Williams, and we're going to get to him eventually, fairly soon. Javante Williams is no different than J.K. Dobbins. Neither he's one no, of them. He's no different than DeAndre Swift. They, neither one of them have done jack shit in the NFL. So why do we look at Javante Williams? Because Javante Williams' quarterback is going to steal ten touches from him a game. I, I, I don't care. Whenever whenever Dobbins has been given the ball, he's been highly efficient. What is Javante but Williams? How about Nick Chubb? What is people's fascination with Javante Williams? I don't get it. It's the college aspect. I, I agree with you as well on the Javante Williams train. That doesn't make J.K. Dobbins better. Yeah. <laughs> but Nick yeah. Chubb. Nick Chubb's a pretty much better running back. Well, okay. But, but, but we don't have right – but yeah. this team doesn't have an identity. So maybe you go with the higher upside guy. Wait a here. The higher with, upside guy is Nick Chubb. No. No, the higher upside guy is J.K. No, the, Dobbins. The longer lasting guy is J.K. Nick, Nick Chubb is the safe pick, the, high, the low floor or the high floor pick. The guy with the upside is J.K. Dobbins. Agree or disagree here? I disagree. Do you think the Chubb is the higher upside? I think Chubb's is close to what J.K. Dobbins' ceiling might be in this offense. Uh, I disagree with that statement. I think J.K. Dobbins' ceiling is pretty high. But I think Chubb could be a top five running back next year. And even though I do think it may be slightly higher than Nick Chubb, I think Nick Chubb's floor is so much higher than J.K. Dobbins that I – that but I don't think it's worth you taking. Think J.K. Dobbins be a top five If what you're saying, yes. if, what oh, you guys, if what you guys are saying is true, if I'm hearing you correctly, there is no reason to ever take J.K. Dobbins over Nick Chubb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I, think, I just can't imagine him doing that. Are you guys going to let me defend one of this guy's picks? Or are we just going to do this all night long? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to Reverse Flash at 510, who 
I kind of like what he's been doing lately, if I'm being honest with you. And, and uh, you know, Richardson, Tua, Bijan, Ramondre, Kelsey, that's the squad so far. And with this pick, he gained a lot of the value, in my opinion. Uh, Devontae Adams at the 5'10 is just incredible value. This is a guy who is almost a guaranteed top 10 wide receiver as long as he stays healthy, in my opinion. And whenever you're heading in the direction that Reverse Flash is heading in, you can't do any better than this at the end of the fifth round. I think he, this guy could be Debo Samuel for, uh, for Garoppolo. If Garoppolo plays. <laughs> okay, if that for Tom Brady. <laughs> but, but as much as, as, as good as Debo was, what, two years ago, we know that Adams is a more talented wide receiver than Debo. So this sure. could be even better. Is this the best? This is the best wide out that Garoppolo's ever played with, right? Like God, behind a much, much worse offensive line, devoid of any other talent apart from him and Hunter and Provo. Michael Meyer. That Mayor Jacoby Myers. Uh, J- how often do Josh Jacobs Hunter Renfro's still there? You said him, I think. But uh, but it's but he's a blocking tight end as well, so he'll be on the field. I'm not necessarily saying that he'll throw the ball to him a lot, but he'll at least add an addition to that offense. I think line. it's going to be very easy to double cover Devontae Adams in this offense. Maybe, but I think that this offense to, to, to of last year. You're something. discounting what Jacoby Myers did in, the, in a New England offense that was devoid of talent everywhere. I think not saying I don't like Devontae Adams. I'm just saying I don't think the Garoppolo. Part of it makes me excited. It, well, could, be, it could be Aiden O'Connell. For all well, we well, here's the thing, Bryce. I think this offense is underrated this year, and one of the reasons why I believe this offense is underrated is because I think that there's at least a 30 40% chance that we see TB12 under center for this TB12. team sometime this year. And uh, Devontae Adams, I don't care if Tom Brady is 65 years old. That that's a good combination right there, and and, and I know people who say there's no way that's going to happen. Really, there's a huge chance that that there, there's a chance that's going to happen. Take it out in Vegas every day, guys. Yeah. If Garoppolo fails that physical in a couple of weeks, it, it, it's odd. Yeah, uh, rumors actually today that came out that said the Raiders have reached out to Carson Wentz to see if he's interested in joining the team. Well, no, they, really? they should Carson Wentz because they need a backup. <laughs> <laughs> but. but but come on, like if Rocco fails that physical, I mean Brady's going to be free against the cap, right? I mean he's going to be he can literally he could sign for league minimum seven hundred fifty thousand dollars because he he partially owns the team. I mean, he doesn't yet. It, there's a chance that the league may not let him do that. Okay, they have to agree that may be part of his. Uh, do you think the league is going to not let Tom Brady? Yeah, but the, the greatest the greatest but, football player of all but time. You don't want to have teams where like, oh, you can play for the league minimum. Uh, Deshaun Watson, but I'm going to pay you under the table as a league owner. There's a difference between Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady. Yeah. Sure, but, but you start with one player, you can't say that first. No, it's a precedent. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. The NFL it does do. it all the time. The NFL can do whatever the hell. The NFL does legal it all precedent. the time. But, but, but lawsuit legal precedent would stop that. They'll yeah. find a loophole to make what you're saying irrelevant, though. It's the NFL. Yeah, so we all like the Devontae Adams, yeah, right. I think. So we got another trade here. Yay. Uh, Team Joker is at it again. He's, he's picking up another 2024 first. This time he sends another late first, the 511, to uh, Team Nightcrawler Ryan for the for his 2024 first. So, uh, Luigi, just the same as before. I'm yeah, they're the same as before. I mean, I traded the 512 and 601 for first. Uh, the 511 is 
no different than either one of those two for, uh, picks. So I just decided to trade it as well. Yeah, so we're going to move on to the pick. I don't think we really need to talk about that type of trade again. Uh, we have uh, Nightcrawler, who right now is sporting Justin Fields, uh, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, uh, Kenneth and uh, Kenneth Walker the second, and Jalen Waddle. Uh, he made the wrong pick here. Yes, um, I'll bad. just I'll just go ahead and say the pick. The pick is Javante Williams. He one hundred percent should have taken the next running back that comes off the board in his situation. Well, we talked about this with Dobbins, and I tried to defend the person that took Dobbins a little bit, but I. I, I do, you know, Ron and I've talked about this. It's no secret. I, I'd love to tr- trade Ron's main this, but I feel like in the middle of this draft, he kind of tried to get too cute with balancing that line between win now and win later. And I think he made a couple of questionable picks. And I think that he would even be a little bit honest about that with a few of them. I don't think this is one of them. I think he's very happy with taking Javante here. But personally, I agree with you guys. This seemed like it was time for Nick Chubb or even maybe even getting a t- his first tight end at, with Dallas Goddard. Yeah, uh, I agree here. I was, yeah, we'll see in a couple of minutes, but I was worried that Dallas Goddard was going to go here uh, just because I think he helps out a win-now team a lot more than Javante Williams coming off injury uh, to a team that might be looking for a running back anyways. Uh, would. So, so, so I sit here, so – Javante Williams, what is – like, you alluded to earlier, I kind of depend over Dobbins because I think Dobbins is really bad. But but with Javante Williams, if he's not helping a win-down team, who's he helping? I think this pick's, I think this pick's not very good. Well, the – And the trade makes it worse. Javante Williams is considered, for some reason, like, in most ADPs, he's ahead of Najee Harris still. He was talented on the field. The issue is he, he wasn't that talented on the field in the NFL when he played. He now. hasn't been close to guys like Najee. And, and and he's played so much. I don't get why we prop guys like Javante Williams up for year after year after year, it seems like. And then this Najee Harris. And then this guy's like Najee Harris. So Javante Williams has done Nothing in this league. You know who Javante Williams is? He's a year he's a year younger than this guy, but he is following the, the DeAndre Swift game plan here. And what do we think of DeAndre Swift now? We're all off of DeAndre Swift. Well, we're all mean, saying he's a seventh or eighth rounder, is yeah, what we're saying. Yeah, I just I can't and, imagine Javon- Brian's not alone in this thinking. Believe me, there are a lot of no, people who love Javante Williams in this spot. And you want to talk about ceilings. I do think Javante Williams' ceiling is a top five running back. I really do. I I, I watched yeah, him but, play. I watched him play at UNC. I really do think that it's a it's that he has a high ceiling. But his floor is obviously, as he showed last year, abysmal. And that's I think what his ceiling me. is very similar to Nick Chubb's. Yeah, he's fifteen hundred yards. The difference is Javante Williams can catch the ball. So I probably agree that Javante Williams and Nick Chubb's ceilings are about the same. They're both they both could be these top the bottom of the top five running backs in the league. However, Nick Chubb's floor is like thirteen hundred yards, or Javante Williams' floor is like four hundred. It, it just this is really I don't think a very good pick. Right Javante now. Williams' floors actually get hurt in the preseason and don't play the rest <laughs> of the year. That I, I mean. Um, you know, we're not going to touch on go because uh, the the consensus would agree with Orion here. We just happen to think that Javante is a much bigger risk than what he's worth here. Uh, so moving on to the five twelve, uh, this is uh, Team Jorge, Team Nightwing. This is the second time in a row that Jorge snap picks somebody. 
And, and 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 I think that we're not going to be surprised with how much we've been talking about this player here recently. But to add to Goff, Mahomes, Etienne, Najee, Amin Ra, and TJ Hawkinson, he added Nick Chubb. I, I think I, I was I've never been so happy to see somebody take it in front of me. No, well, you lost second time yeah. this draft. Yeah, second <laughs> I was like Nick Chubb. I, I I really believe that Nick Chubb. He he might. This might be a full round farther down than his value is. Honestly, as a running back goes, he's really like he's he was running back four last year. No, he wasn't. He, he wasn't was. that high. No, Derek Henry was running back four. In terms high. of points per game, I believe he was. Points per game might be. Yeah, I, but what I'm saying is this, this is a guy who is a, is uh, a very talented player. Hit 500 yards last year. So RB6 in points per game. I disagree that, that he is around early, but I, I do agree that he could have easily went over Dobbins. He could have easily went over Javante Williams. Jordan Addison. DeAndre Swift. Well, Jordan Addison – should probably be going a mid, to win later. A middle to late first for Chubb is about accurate. Yeah, I, I, I think this is the right spot. You just hit on a really good win now player. Yeah, I don't think this is around late. I, I don't. This is Nick Chubb is not a fourth round guy at this point in time. Uh, but He's I like the fifth. pick, and and I think that this pick probably is the point where I think that you caught up to Bryce for the best uh, win. Win now, team. I think y'all are neck and neck at this point. Uh, of course, Bryce is fixing to do something about that on the very next pick, but yeah, uh, I do think that you're very close at this point. So, we do have a trade that went down. Team Tyler, Team Flash sent the 601 and the 1008 to Team Thor for the 605, the 908, and a year 2025 second. So, Bryce, you moved up four spots here in the six, you moved back around uh, later, and you gave up a second. What was your thought process here? Uh, mainly, there were, you know, at least two uh, win-now teams I thought were going to pick ahead of me here. I thought Dallas Goddard was definitely the best player on the board, and I needed a tight end really bad. So I thought, you know, George Kittle, probably going to get to my next pick. But the value of Goddard over Kittle, because of Goddard's going to be on the field and is younger, was something I felt like was necessary to trade up for here. Yeah, and uh, you – Paid a fairly steep price, but I I do kind of think it was worth it. I don't think it. I I think you actually won this trade. So I think it was a bad trade for Tyler. I think I you, don't understand that. Yeah, yeah I, 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 think, I think Tyler's win now. I think Dallas Goddard is a uh, is kind of a tear break of the of the young of between the win now win later players. But Tyler There's, doesn't think so. And Tyler also had pits already, so he didn't. But but need still, it. it's it, it, it's still he's still it's tight premium. You can, yeah. you, you, you can play another tight end. You can do that, but also you could trade back and probably pick up Jordan uh, George Kittle, who is pretty similar. And if you need him as your tight end too, then that's that's yeah. a, that's amazing. I, I I disagree with you. I think it's a good pick for both teams. Yeah. Tyler only moved back to four spots. He's moving up from the ten oh eight to the nine oh eight, which is not nothing. It's something. It's something. And he picks up a second that he can trade to move up later. I think. I think you paid a 2025 second a little too much, but I that's not much. I don't think Bryce overpaid. Let me be clear on that. I think he made the right move. He needed a tight end. There was no guarantee that Garner or Kittle either one makes it four more spots. I think he makes the right payment, 
because he has to. But I still yeah. think it's in terms of value. I think it's a 2025 20, second. That Tyler won the trade, but that's, that's not that much. That the value was won by Tyler. That's not that. very much. That, that that's what you have to pay to go from something like that to get the guy that you want. And I think you did the right. You did it the right way. And honestly, this is the trade in this draft that I'm the most happy with because I feel like it cemented, you know, a big part of my lineup that needed to happen. I actually think the trade where you moved up to get uh, Kirk Cousins was your best trade. Uh, we discussed that. The most earlier. important one, for sure. Well, and, and the value was just it was it was damn near free. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I would disagree with that, but it was an important trade up in my opinion, and this made your team Cousins, Young, Gibbs, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, and Dallas Goddard. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the way to build a win now team. This is an excellent start to a win now team. We'll see where it goes from here. Somebody come for Thor's first. So with the 602, Ryan is up again with Team Nightcrawler, and he has uh, Fields, Tua, Eckler, Walker, Javante, and Jalen Waddle on this team at this point. Uh, I, I was a little critical of his last pick with Javante, but I love this pick. At 602, he takes Jerry Judy. I think this was probably the this was the best win now wide yeah, receiver on the floor. He's not that old. We expect Russell Wilson to bounce back this year. We think Judy's going to be the primary recipient. I think the whole offense will bounce back. Right. So I, I really love this pick from Ryan. I was I was really hoping Judy would slip to my next pick, and, and Ryan said not a chance. So uh, any, th- any more thoughts on that, guys? No, I mean, I think it was definitely the right pick. I think that's the one player left on the board that had the best value that could go either way. And I think he, he – is not sure what direction he's going in, so that's why he decided to take Jerry Judy there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now we head to the 603 and 604, which are both owned by Team Bain. Remember, at this point in time, he is Team Watt out with Lamb, uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, T. Higgins, and Drake London. And I got to be honest with you, I, I, that makes me foam at the mouth a little bit. That that's that's the way I love to start a team now. Honestly, the fact that he doesn't have any quarterbacks is weird to me at this point. Uh, but at 603, this is where I think he took it a step too far, in yes. my opinion, uh, because he took Jahan Dotson here uh, at the 603. And just to me, it's not that I think that John Dotson isn't in the argument for the best wide receiver left, because he is. It's not the one I would have taken. So I'm looking down the list real fast, and I, the first five wide receivers that come off the board I think are better than Jahan Dotson. That's possible, but my my problem more of it is, is there were players at other positions, Six. and you've already got four wide receivers. feels like it's time to, to, to go a different way. I think he might have just taken the strategy one step too far. But obviously he probably loved Jahan Dotson. That has to be the situation here when you when you guys agree. I, I think, think it would have talking, to be. I think we're talking about a running back for the rest of this this draft, like we just said. That this rest of this round that was that would take over John. That would take over John Johnson. And yeah. I, I looked at the people that we got to get in the seventh round. There's there's guys there too. I think you're taking it too far. There's there's there's. I don't think there's very many wide receivers I take ahead of him. I, I, for you, there are some some that I would, but you're going to take just for example a guy that you're going to pick here in a little bit. Spoil a little bit. Godwin, I'm taking Dotson over Godwin if I win later. I'm absolutely making that. Sure, but like Brandon Ayuk. 
I would take Dotson over IU too. I, I would. I, the offenses are just so vastly different. I don't think Jahan Dotson is the issue. I think it's the position. I, I just think that he could have branched out on this pick because I don't think the wide receivers left are that much greater than the other positions. I agree with that. And, I, and like I said, even if you would take Dotson over it, 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 his next pick at 12 or 15 or 20 picks for now, he could, he could take a Ayuk and not a, it's, it had a little bit better value here. Yeah. Well, and then 604, he followed that up with I, – I, I do legitimately like this pick. Uh, I'm not sure this is the quarterback I would have taken, but it's hard to argue with Trey Lance at the 604. It's a high upside, high risk pick for sure. But if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers anytime in the next two years, if he solidifies that job, this is great value. The problem I had with that is that I don't think Trey Lance is anywhere close to solidifying that job. I think he's closer to being you know, sent somewhere else and maybe solidifying another job. And as someone who loves Trey Lance coming into the league, I don't think that – that's going to happen. I what's think he's more been likely, injury prone Joe? and not great when he was on the field. What's what's more likely, Joe? Jordan loves starting quarterback for the for the, the Green Bay Packers or Trey Lance is the starting quarterback for San Francisco 49ers? Well, we know that because Jordan Love well, has been named the starting quarterback. But, but, that's, that's but which one has more upside? Trey, Trey, Trey Lance. Lance does. I completely agree. I but believe in his athletic ability. But when he's been on the field, even though it's not been a lot, he struggled, like we've already said, in an offense that is built for any quarterback to thrive. And yeah. any other quarterback has thrived. And I, and I know we said this personally, but I'd like just to get up the podcast here, that Trey Lance could not get a Jimmy Garoppolo with a broken hand and a broken shoulder off the field for two games didn't matter. I know, and you know that I agree with that. But what I'm saying here That's is so whenever, scary. when you're at the, in the sixth round, you have not taken a quarterback yet. Are you going to take – the safe-ish Jordan Love pick, or are you going to swing for the fences and take Trey Lance? And I think the answer is, is that you swing for the fences and take Trey Lance. I don't agree either. I think you take Jordan Love. Really? I think Jordan yes. Love is the pick. I think starting off your team with your first quarterback that you take, I don't think you can swing for Who's the fences. floor is literally as low as it can be. To, to, touch on Bryce's, to touch on Bryce's point, there was a time when Nick Mullins had better stats than Jimmy Garoppolo did. Yeah. Playing for the San Francisco 49ers. Couldn't get him off the and, field with a broken hand and broken And Trey Lance couldn't get him off the field. And I, as all of you are very well aware, was a huge Trey Lance fan coming in when he came I to the league. I hate to say it because I like Trey Lance. Yeah. I just – I think Jordan Love was definitely the best pick possible for him to take considering this was the first quarterback that he was taking. So heading into the 605, we had another trade here. Uh, Team Batman sent the 1006 and the uh, 2025 first – to Team Flash for the 605. Uh, love this kind of trade. You move that you were in the sixth round now. You move back four rounds. You pick up a first. I love it for for team for Tyler Team Flash. I also like it for Team Batman. He's got he's got a little bit of a decent little uh, win now team going on here, in my opinion. And uh, this gives him back to back picks. He's definitely going to improve this team. And uh, even though I think there's a better team, better win now team in the division, at least he's going to give uh, that team a run for its money, I think. I think this is a good pick, a trade that works for both. And with the 605, Team Batman took Tony Pollard. Uh, I, I don't really, I wouldn't have taken a running back here probably, 
Or maybe I would have. Looking down the list, this, is, like, probably the guy. this is the last running back taken for a long time, all the way to like the middle of the seventh round. So this probably is the right pick, actually. Uh, he wasn't going to get a running back if he didn't take take another a second running back if he didn't take one here. And he's a guy with proven success. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, 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 Batman. Yeah, I think, I, think it's, I think it's the right pick. There's just, yeah, there's I, a pretty big tier break in. Right, right back. And we'll, we'll we'll look at this team over after the next pick. And with the very next pick at six oh six, Team Batman took DJ Moore to add to this team. Uh, I just yeah. did this pick. Uh, I think that uh, Ryan would have been better taking DJ Moore than taking Javante Williams at five eleven. I think a lot of that has to do with the staff. Pair him with Fields. Pair him with with Fields. Oh, yeah, that, that, but. Can you imagine putting that much on Fields, though? Right, but <laughs> but he has that much faith in Fields. So if That's he true. has that much faith he in does. Fields, then he, he really thinks that DJ Moore should be considered a top twelve wide receiver if he has that much faith. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I, I really do think you, you can't love Justin Fields without loving DJ without, Moore. And yeah. DJ Moore is a really good wide receiver. He proved that in Carolina. And yeah. if he is that much higher on Justin Fields than he was on any any quarterback that was in Carolina, then he should have taken him there at the five line. Well, the yeah, truth but... is, we've seen DJ Moore be really good with really bad quarterbacks. Yeah. So you kind of think D, or Justin Fields can't be as bad as those uh, guys. He, he, he's, he he's, could, bad, he's worse than as a, football as a passer. This might be the worst quarterback he's played with. Well, uh, he with, played with, with PJ Walker. Walker. Hey, Come it, on. Hey, that's true. That's it, true. It, 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 but nobody was good with PJ Walker. DJ Moore was. Uh, DJ Moore yeah, was fine. DJ Moore was. <laughs> Multiple 100-yard games with PJ Walker's yeah. quarterback. So what we're looking at here is Lamar, Kyler, Christian, Tony Pollard, DJ Moore, Devo Samuel, Mark Andrews. This is a solid win-now team, in my opinion. And you will get a challenge from this team in your division, don't worry. I think you're better, but you'll get a challenge from this team probably. Yeah, no, I, I, I think our division is the best division by quite a bit. Oh, I, I disagree. I think, splash, I, think me, the, I think it's the. Ball. I think mine and Ryan's division. Yeah, just because that's two of the top three teams. Yeah, but 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 like they have a bad team in their division though too. Right? I don't think he's. I don't think he, that team's bad. I don't. I don't. We'll we'll get to them whenever they pick again, which actually is right now, at the six oh seven team vision. Who? Let's see who he has right now. He has. Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and he adds Christian Watson to this team. Um, I think this is a good start. I mean, it's not the it's best. Start, but we're the we're the sixth. He's clearly the third best win now team in that division. I'll give you that. But this would he would probably be the best, maybe the first or second best team in. In two of the other divisions, and if me and Ryan have you know a substantial injury early on, he could sneak in. He could sneak in, yeah. I, it's I don't know if I just picked though. I actually do. I think Christian Watson should have, in my opinion, should have went ahead of John Dodson. He should have went ahead of. of no, I think Ryan should have taken Jerry Judy over him, but I like Christian Watson a little bit more than Jerry Judy. Uh, I like him more than these running backs that have been going recently. I, I actually really do like the spot for Christian Watson. I was really hoping he would get to me at seven or, or at six oh eight, which was one pick later. So I got I got sniped here. Uh, so maybe that's why I think it's such a good pick because I was hoping Watson would get to me. So also, I was very seriously close to taking Christian Watson at the five oh three. 
So, I mean, he very well could have gone early in the fifth as well. I, I love the pick for him. Um, I think Christian Watson does have a really high ceiling. And if Jordan Love is what Green Bay thinks he is, then I, I just think that Christian Watson is their future at wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think offenses really rely on the quarterback, no matter how good the wide receiver is, with certain case, you know, examples excluded. So I think if Jordan Love is pretty good, then that'll just make Christian Watson that much better. But if Jordan Love isn't good, then they're going to probably move on from the entire offense. Yeah. Okay, so I'm up at the 608 Team Dark Phoenix. I have C.J. Stroud and Devontae Smith, who are very lonely on this team by themselves. Uh, obviously, I have a ton of draft equity that I've built up at this point. Uh, so I'm heading in a very win-later direction. So I decided to take a high upside, youngish tight end and go with uh, Pat Frymuth here. Uh, I love tight ends and tight end premium. It's, uh, it's a strategy of mine. Really? I do. That's crazy. As you said. I, do. I also think it's weird to take a backup tight end this early. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to, Darnell Washington's going to drag his broken leg or whatever <laughs> out there and you know, take the job from day one. But I, I just, you know, I, I feel like that this was the right spot to take for our move. I think it's pretty good value. I do think there's a tight end on the board that's better, but I'm not drafting him with this team. Uh, it just wouldn't make any sense. So, uh, really happy to pick up for our movie. I think there's probably two tight ends that are better for when that exactly next year. The the Friars just gonna think this offense is gonna be very good. He's gonna struggle getting touchdowns. Nobody likes Evan Ingram, okay, bro. But I think he's gonna score more points. Than <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about it. But, but I think he's gonna score more points. He was he was tight end four last year. No, I I agree. With I, you. I, think, I think he's gonna score more I points than next year. I think I think in redraft, I think Evan Ingram is very could very sure. well be considered top five tight end, but not even close to in dynasty no, at all. No, no I'm talking like for a win down team though. For, I, I don't think even for a win now team, I, I think, think you take five. I think I'd rather have Ingram be killed just because he played football. Well, I, I, I think that that's <laughs> he very played football last year, Tom, that, uh, Jorge. That's but that's know. it. That's all you go for for Kittle. Kittle played football last year. It was worse than Ingram. So uh, is that all we have to say on Mr. Fryman? He's he's a high, he's the only high upside real. I love Fryman. I think it was a great pick. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So uh, I was up again at the six oh nine, but I decided to ship that pick to Team Nightcrawler. Uh, I moved back from the six oh nine to seven oh five and picked up a twenty twenty four uh, second round pick. Uh, pretty simple here. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are worth about the same. Why not pick up a twenty twenty four second? I think from Ryan's standpoint, he needed a tight end on this win-now team, and there was one tight end left, in my opinion, that was clearly better than the rest. And Ryan, and he absolutely loves him. He, he loves him. Has. We both loved him, and, and, yeah. and he, he moved I, up to get this how's, guy. How's it done for you guys over the years in things? Uh, very well. Yeah, very well. Very because well. if you think about it, you if, if Kill even helps you win 50% of the time, he makes back – all the money plus some that he's lost in the years when he's injured. Okay. So yeah, he's he, yeah. he he actually has. That's what people he, don't. Even understand. if he's on the field for eight games, he's gonna help you win yeah. six of those eight games. Yeah, and 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 he's okay. been healthy in the championship round twice in the last four years, and has absolutely won me the big cash on multiple things. Okay. So uh, there's good. There's definitely bad with George Kittle. <laughs> he, has, he has pros but, and cons. Yeah, definitely does. But but he definitely here in the late sixth round. I think this is is good value here. Now, Ryan knows this. I know this, and I've 
preach this for the two of you since you are kind of new. When you make this pick for George Kittle, you are stuck. You're with keeping him. him. And Ryan's fully aware yeah. of that. You cannot uh, trade George Kittle for his value anymore. No. Even close to his value anymore. No. And, and, and Bryce thought about taking him several times during this. And I told Bryce, hey, if you take him, you better be happy with him yep. because he won't be leaving your team. I've only made I've only made one George Kittle trade in the last two years, and I thought it was amazing value. It ended up being for like the, the 109 or something, and I was ecstatic to get yeah. that trade taken care of. But in other leagues where I have George Kittle, people are like, oh, I'll give you uh, 205 and, and a third for him. And I'm like, I am not even close to that. Well, here's the thing about what you're saying. Was this illustrates the point we're talking about perfectly. The 109 is already gone in this draft. Yeah. We have nine rookies off the board yeah. already. So th- that means Kittle basically would come in at 110 in this startup. So this team uh, is – I was surprised you got something. This was – the value aspect of George Kittle is what pushed me to go up and trade for uh, Goddard. I just felt yeah. like being able to, you know, potentially get something out of him if my team got really bad all of a sudden for some reason – was worth that trade. Goddard has trade value. I I have Goddard in a few leagues and multiple people have reached out. Yeah. In my leagues where I have Kittle, I have to be the one to send all of the offers and even take less value than what I think Kittle is worth. And I haven't had that. I haven't had that issue with Goddard. I don't want to trade Goddard. And I think that's a little bit, that's what makes those two different is you don't want to trade Goddard, but you're willing to trade Kittle. Yeah. Yeah. So this leaves uh, Ryan with Fields, Herbert, Eckler, Walker, Javante, Jerry, Judy, Jalen Waddle, and George Kittle. And, you know, I think he's getting close to catching up with you guys at this point. With this but the point. problem is he could be a be- he could have a better team at this point. I think he could. I think some of his really more questionable picks are still yet to come. So that brings us to the 6-10. And this is, we're going back to Team Vision, who has Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, Cut, Olave, and Jack Spisigajigba, and uh, Watson. So a very wide receiver oriented team with Hertz and Taylor hanging out there. Uh, he decided to take Jordan Love and add to this He takes team. the stack. I like it. I, I, I do too. Uh, I'm very high on Jordan Love, as we said before. And it, this doesn't, it, it feels like the right time to take Jordan Love. If you need a quarterback, you, you're taking Jordan Love here. Jordan Love, I think, is clearly the best Um younger quarterback that has more than three years left or even more than two years left. And I just think, especially considering that he took Christian Watson, who I'm a big Christian Watson fan, so I should be a a bigger Jordan Love fan than I actually am. But because he had Christian Watson, this is definitely the right place to take Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? I just think, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier. I think he very easily should have went at 604 instead of Trey Lance. I think it's a good value for him. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, so moving on to the six eleven, we're gonna go back to four A with Tim, Team Nightwing here, who's got Goff, Mahomes, Chubb, ETN, Najee, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Hawkinson. So the glaring omission here is a wide receiver two, and he decided to address that by taking Chris Godwin here with this pick. Uh, or hey, go ahead and tell us. So um, it was between uh, Godwin and uh, Calvin Ridley. Here. And I knew that that's what you were going to say. Yeah. And I like Chris Godwin better. Yeah, I actually it, disagree it, with that. I think that Calvin Ridley has always produced uh, when he's been on the field. And he has a better quarterback. And Chris Godwin here. 
my, my, always my broke out with Tom Brady. And now he didn't Tom break Brady's out with Tom Brady. He was, he was the wide receiver six or something with Jameis Winston. Mike Evans was wide receiver three, and Chris Godwin's still wide receiver six. Yeah, he's, he's, he's right. He's, but, he's been like DJ Moore. like a thousand yards a year. Like but year, here's the other thing. If you, if you remember his team, he has Travis Etienne on the team. You don't necessarily want to always have the running back and a wide receiver from the same team. So if you have them pretty equal, take the guy that's, that you already don't have a running back. I, I don't agree with the, the Ridley assessment, and part of it is just from a value standpoint. We haven't seen this guy on the field in two years. Godwin's worth more than Ridley, point point blank. The that's rule, where Ridley really came down is the value is higher. Yeah, what I the reason the what I, the reason why I don't know if this was exactly the right pick for me, and looking down the board, it probably was because there's not there's not a lot of guys not left. a lot of veteran guys, but. That quarterback position has to have me compl- just very worried. I, who's going to throw footballs to this guy? The only two options are really bad options. They're, they're really bad. They, they, they. I don't know why that they don't. I know that people are fed up with Carson Wentz in the NFL, but why is Baker Mayfield still on the team? Carson Wentz has been better than Baker Mayfield. I think so, everyone would so agree I, with that. Age only. I think you're a little bit uh, jaded about how bad Baker was for your team last year. because But I think a lot of that was the game plan was terrible for Baker. They wanted him to sit back there behind the offensive line, throw over the offensive line at all times. I think they did nothing to get him outside the pocket, to get him into some slants, get him into some, some screens. It was a terrible game plan, and he's not as bad as he's been. So, with that being said... Why are why is Tampa keeping Kyle Trask in with the one team instead of Baker Mayfield? I'm not saying that I think Baker's great or, or, or bad. What I'm saying is I think we are we are we are hating on him a little bit more because the last year we saw him was basically by the worst coach I've ever. seen. I before. love the pick. I am very high on Chris Godwin. Yeah, yeah, I am very high on Chris Godwin. Yeah. I think he kind of proved that he can produce with a not great quarterback in Jameis Winston. And, and I, Godwin, they're going to run screens fair. for him, and Godwin's very good at screens. That's actually where Godwin excels at. It's, and it's not like Tom Brady throws the ball down the field a lot. Right. He would throw the ball to Mike Evans down the field, but he didn't throw the ball down the field to Chris Godwin. I don't think Baker's going to throw the ball down the field very much. If I'm looking, I'm looking, I don't have a lot of problem with the pick because like we said, there's a bunch of younger guys coming up later. I'm looking. I'm looking down the board here, though, and I, I don't. I don't think you tried to do this. Maybe I'm wrong. How long were you on the clock here? You were on the clock for twenty six minutes. Twenty six minutes. I think this would have been a spot if I'd have been you, where I would have desperately tried to trade out of this pick. I'd have tried to move down here and move up somewhere else because I think Chris Godwin is not far from guys like DeAndre Hopkins who went in the ninth round. Well, we like. The, the only reason you say that, though, is because you he was cut. Yeah, he, he was still there. Okay, insert somebody else. Mike Evans is not that much. Is no, not that I agree with that. We, we had he, is, he, is because, he is for one reason, though. God was two years younger. Three years I, younger. I understand, but... That's if, fine. But you... But you have to, what if you'd have traded to the seventh? Okay, just for an example. You'd have traded to the back end of the seventh and the back end of the sixth. And I got Terry. You've taken Derek Henry, and then you move up from the... Tenth to the eighth, and all of a sudden you've gained more value there. Because uh, you could take I, a guy like I know hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm so. not saying you made the wrong pick. I'm just saying this would have been a perfect opportunity to trade back, in my opinion. So that brings us to the last pick of the sixth round and the last pick of this episode. And 
there was a trade involved here. So uh, Magneto sent the 612 to Team Flash for the 708 and the 2024 second from Team Thor. Uh, so let's start with the trade. Trade's uh, fine. It's pretty standard. Uh, you're moving up eight spots. You give up a second. For Matt, Team Magneto, it's it's. It, I thought it was a little weird just because He's clearly win now. What's he doing winning seconds? But if you think about it, like we said, there's not a lot of veterans in this spot. So I guess he figures he picks up a free second that he can trade later on, and he moves into a situation where he's probably gonna he's probably gonna take the same guy at seven oh eight that he's taking at six twelve. Yes, that's the reason why for him. And, and I don't hate to trade for vision. I mean, it's a for flash for flash. Yeah, but. The, the pick happens. Well, I think the pick is fine. I think the pick's uh, fine. I mean, and, and let me tell you why Tyler felt inclined to do this. Uh, Tyler knows that I am a Traylon Burks guy, and he saw that I had four, three picks coming up before he drafted again. And uh, he felt inclined to move ahead of me to take Traylon Burks. And, and Traylon Burks absolutely was not going to get to him. I promise you that. He was going to be my next pick. So, uh, actually, I probably would have taken Quentin Johnson. Well, he had his, a pick. Oh, no, that's the pick where you took. Yeah, he, yeah. I traded him that pick, too, by the way. The 703? Yes. Oh. I, I, that was part of my conglomerate of picks, and yeah. I ended up trading it to him. So, uh, he moved. He made this trade because he wanted Traylon, and he knew he wasn't going to get past me. Uh, so, he added uh, Traylon Burks to a team that includes Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, A.J. Brown, and Kyle Pitts, and now Traylon Burks. And – I like the players on this team. Uh, I I feel like it's kind of going in two different directions. It's too light for a team that traded their first. Well, he traded only one of his first. He, he traded his first. His, tra- his personal first, his 2024 first, it's kind of light for that. It's type. light, but keep in mind, he's got a lot of picks coming up because he traded back a lot. Yeah, well, not, right, but at, at this point, with it, yeah. with it being the 6-12, he has five players. He's already yeah. traded his first. I just feel like it's a yeah, little but, uh, up to win now, too. So, so this team is pretty win now. And he's like fifth or sixth. It Probably. very well is a team that couldn't that may not make the playoffs at this point. He may not be the best team in the same as he in the division. I would say Batman is currently, but I think that Tyler is going to catch up with him in the next episode. Sure. <laughs> because we know what happens going yeah. forward. But I would say right now, yes. As a current third yeah. best team. As a current, he's the, the second best team. No, he's Maybe, the third yeah, best team. Right. He's behind Batman. You're right. He's behind Batman. He's behind he's behind. But Batman. Just, yeah. just look yeah. at the wideouts there in the seventh round. Now, I don't see any difference between these guys. He was on third, third in that division is not a bad thing no. because that division is stacked. That's got two of the better teams in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh you know, I, I think that he got caught up a little bit in trying to do everything at once, and he needed to pick a path a little bit sooner than he did. So, I don't love Traylon Burks uh, personally, but I think this is where he's valued at. It is. So, you know, me, what I think about him doesn't really play into this that much. Yeah. I, again, I, I think it's one of those situations that if Will Levis is the guy, and even if it's not the guy and it's Ryan Tanner thrill. Uh, I, I just think that uh, I think Ryan Tannehill is the best option for for Trey Lodge to be good the next two years. I think Levis can be the guy that makes him better. I really do, and I think Chigozio Mokonkwo is a, is a good enough tight end that opens up an offense. Having those two guys, I really do, but I'm not sure that they have a quarterback that can help 
make that offense be oh, open. Also, I'm not convinced Traylon Burks is a number one. I, I, sure, I, it's his it, second year in the league. We have we have yet to see that. This is six twelve. He doesn't have to necessarily be a, a number. But about his team though. Like I like I just he will be, but is he talented enough to be? Yeah, is he talented enough to bear the load of being a number one? I I don't I know think that in his offense where they're going to very heavily rely on the run though. He gets a little bit of a boost because yeah. you have to play the run against this team heavily, so yeah. that opens up the passing game. Yeah. Any more thoughts on this, guys? Before we move on, besides boo Titans, that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're going to take another break here and uh, end episode thirteen. We're going to come back with episode fourteen. Uh, pretty sure we'll have the same group here, but we'll uh, we'll let you know in in uh, in a few minutes.